myself. My name is Ron. James Bond is looking at you, kid. The force will be with you always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're gonna need a bigger boat. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. everybody welcome to backlot review an official part of the backlot podcast network i'm your host steven saria and i'm joined by my co-host john keg john what's up i hate you let's go way to start (laughs) off right baby um hype episode today uh, i think got a lot to talk about every episode some big things some big things the talk of the town the talk on the twitter feeds mando season finale Maybe the best season finale since Ever. Succession season two. I don't watch Succession, so I don't know. Oh, that's right. Um, Game of Thrones I, had some pretty good season finales, though. I know, but the best season finale, at least like to my memory, has been what? Maybe Succession season two? Yeah. Or maybe not. Okay, maybe not best, but like definitely most hype, at least. Yeah. Yeah, so Mando season two is, has pretty much taken over the internet. And social media. Um, yeah, I'm, honestly, if you haven't watched it by now and you haven't gotten it spoiled, then bravo to you. Yeah, it's actually it's actually kind of crazy. You would have to pretty much eradicate all social media because I've seen spoilers. Oh, dude, from I, Twitter to Instagram to TikTok, I've yeah, seen spoilers man. everywhere. Bro, I woke up on Friday morning because we're on the East Coast, so the episode releases for us at three in the morning on Friday. And I woke up at like six something, like out of just out of nowhere. I was sleeping really peacefully, and I just woke up. And something told me, like you're you should really, watch. You're the sleeping all, all cuddled. I was cuddling Snoring. my pillows and with nineteen blankets over me, weighted blanket, by the way. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, bro, that shit's clutch. I need a cop one. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cheap on Amazon. Speaking of weighted blankets, no, I'm kidding. We don't, we don't have a sponsorship. That'd be cool though. Um, <laughs> no, so no. I woke up at six and. Something told me to watch it. Like, I was like, dude, like, because I was on a way for Brianna to watch it when she was done working. And I was like, dude, I can't wait, bro. Like, I just need to get into this shit because I'm going to get this shit spoiled. And good thing I did, bro, because once I watched it, I fucking go on Twitter, I go on Reddit, I go on Instagram, and like, people are kind of avoiding, like, not a, like, they're not like posting a photo of you know who, which we're getting into spoilers now. So, spoiler alert. Um, they started. Wait, 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 wait! Try, try not to spoil. Try not to spoil it right away. I want to talk about it non-spoiler first. Okay, and okay. then we'll talk about spoilers. So the big reveal. They don't. Uh, they're not showing any photos. Any. They're not really going into it too much. But like, if you kind of like put two and two together, you know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? And yeah. then in the early afternoon, one two p.m. That's when I started seeing photos and people all over Twitter. You know, commenting about it, and I was like going insane. Like, bro, like. <laughs> this episode just came out and like nobody's like has time to watch this shit so if it, you've gone this long without it getting spoiled then fuck i don't know it's kind of if, if you were on social media and you didn't watch the episode when it dropped at like 4 a.m and you went on social media when you woke up like a normal human being at like like i don't know like 7 8 30 you were pretty much fucked did you did you get it spoiled for you i somehow managed to not get it spoiled because i purposely avoided social media because i knew that it was most likely going to end up being spoiled if I went on there. So I tried to stay away from Twitter and all that stuff. And I watched it 
like the first opportunity that I could. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of got lucky in that sense or not lucky. I, w- I, I, I was smart enough to know that, you know, this yeah, shit is going to get spoiled. Everybody and I figured it was going to be something big, too. Yeah, everybody knows not to go on social so, media when something big like that happens. Like Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, and I remember like people that couldn't see it for a couple of days, they were just like going ghosts on social media completely. That's probably the right thing to do when it comes to big event movies and shows like this. No, yeah, definitely. So we're definitely going to talk about Mando. I do want to talk about a couple of things I watched because two things in particular that I watched this week are most likely going to be in my top three films of the year which we're going to be recording after Wonder Woman and Soul come out. Because I have a feeling Soul will be on that list. Maybe Wonder Woman, I'm not really too sure. But there were two things in particular that I watched this week that I was a huge fan of, actually. Um, But we'll get to that after Mando. So let's dive straight into Mando. Let's talk about it like with as few spoilers as possible if that's even possible like at this moment right now yeah i don't really know how we can but i mean let's try it (laughs) i mean going into this it had i mean this episode had a lot of build-up they've been building up to this for what maybe like four episodes now it's been like a four episode build-up yeah well we knew that i think a little four episode arc i feel like yeah and you could definitely tell that season two was ramping up to the point where this was going to be much bigger than a self-contained story about a Mandalorian and, you know, his child. You could tell season two had much bigger sights in mind. You know, there were early rumors that they wanted to expand the show and to be a Game of Thrones like Star Wars show, which we talked about earlier on the podcast with Ahsoka's appearance, with Boba Fett's appearance, with Bo-Katan's appearance. You can sort of tell okay, they're starting to establish these characters that they definitely want to branch out and make these overarching stories that are going to convene at some point. Which we kind of see seeds mostly in that episode with Ahsoka with the Thrawn name drop and what else. You could definitely tell that they were that they were setting something up. But you can tell that this season was going to end with something pretty big. Absolutely. I don't think anyone expected it to be as big as it was. Except for us. We called this, actually. Yeah. Well, that's no surprise. We call a lot of shit on the show. And we, we don't do. get the credit that we deserve. I know. I, I don't see people on Twitter enough saying, like, yo, Backlog called this. Like, we knew, like, what was going to happen, pretty we much. Were, we, were, we were guessing. Well, we, we, first of all, we knew a Jedi was going to show up. We figured, okay, Grogu made that connection with the force um in episode eight i believe um, no was, was it episode seven no dude wasn't this season only eight episodes oh yeah this yeah 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 so episode, episode six, six? I think. yeah i'm sorry um yeah so we knew that he made that connection so we knew somebody was showing up that was important i mean we guessed ezra um who else did we guess i, I think we talked about mace windu for a little bit but i, I think we both didn't want that yeah, we um, talked about Miss Windu. We talked about um, the dude from Force Awakens. Yeah. Or, no, you mean, I mean, not Force Awakens. Um, video game. Yeah, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. We talked about Ezra, obviously. And, and I think Ezra was like the best guess. I disagreed with that. 
who do you? Think? I can't say who I think was what the best guess was. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm saying like like I'm playing, I'm saying the best guess I like didn't happen. I still don't think Ezra was ever gonna happen. I think I think it, there was I, I knew there was only one person it could have been, dude. Which I said in the in that episode. Yeah, I mean the only reason I, mean, why okay, okay, I, okay. I thought it was Ezra was because of the Thrawn name drop. So okay, we need to stop dan- we need to stop dancing around this. This is yeah, getting frustrating. Um, uh, uh, spoiler alert! Spoilers for Mandalorian. If you don't want to be spoiled on the last episode. Go ahead and skip ahead. Uh, it's going to be timestamp on this video. We knew it was going to fucking be Luke Skywalker. I mean, the only reason why I was hesitant about it was because I was like, okay, like one, they might not want to get into the Skywalker shit. Two, I doubt they, they cast Sebastian Stan. I feel like that would have leaked had they did. Um, three, if they don't cast Sebastian Stan, how the fuck are we going to de-age Mark Hamill? Because he's... He's not as skinny anymore. He's not as youthful anymore. I mean, he's an old man, you know, like I'm not trying to say this in a bad way, but it's just it's it's not it's you could do it, but it would look kind of weird. But I I don't know how they did it. I mean, I think they got a body double and then brought. Yeah, I think, they, I think they got a body the... double. I think they got a body double and I think they used like I think they used lines that they had found from the recordings of Return of the Jedi that they dubbed over, but I know Mark Hamill, I think John yeah, Favreau Mark said Hamill today on Good Morning America, I think uh, John Favreau said Mark Hamill was there and he was filming. Yeah, Mark, yeah, 100%. Mark Hamill did show up. He, both of them confirmed it. Um, so, I mean, dude, like, I mean, you and I both are the type of people, like, when we see, like, the cringy kind of CGI, like, I think, um, um the irishman had the de-aging thing which i don't think looked great but it wasn't bad it it looked really good in some parts <laughs> in yeah, others, and others it looked parts. really bad and you could also make that argument with, with 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 how luke looked but for the most part it looked fucking fantastic like it legit looked like luke from episode six popped up you know what i mean yeah i think i think there were a few like moments where it looked almost like a little uncanny valley yeah like when he kind of moved his head a little bit yeah exactly that you could kind of tell it's like okay like you know it's it's starting to show that it it looks more like a video game than real life but i think for the most part i think it looked better than tarkin did in rogue one yeah i agree with that but but i think but i believe tarkin was completely cgi'd and i believe he had more screen time than luke did or Luke, at least think, scream time in the sense that you like actually see his face and dialogue. Yeah, I think Luke looked better than Leia did at the end of Rogue One. Yes, I could agree with that. Yes, because Leia to me, watch, watch, like, like I said, like this is fucking like state of the art CGI and technology that they're using to de-age and make these models of characters from fucking 30, 40 years, 40 years ago. It's it's fantastic what they can do, but. You know, it's never going to be like the real thing, but they do get close. But I think Luke, out of all three of the comparisons we're making, was the best by far. Um, like we said, like the head movement was a little off. Um, like just with the CGI, it's not like it's not like he wasn't moving like Luke. Just the CGI looked a little wonky. Um, but I also think that could be fixed with like proper lighting. Maybe I don't know. I'm not an expert at this. Like maybe like if they made it like darker or something, it would probably look a little better. I don't know. I think I think maybe the lighting. Would have helped maybe a little more face concealment. I think when you see his full face looking directly at the camera and when he's talking and when he's moving, that's when you definitely see the effects really start to show. So you're right in that sense. But there's really no easy way to sort of cover it 
without it losing its big like wow moment you yeah. know because no, so when I, I was my watching, jaw was still on the floor like even after noticing it the first time i got around like my jaw was still on the floor like holy shit yeah so when i was watching this episode the build-up from when mando and and and, and gideon are inside and and well those were dark troopers right yeah that we're not that we're about to knock down the door from when that x-wing first flies in and they mention hey a single x-wing i knew what was gonna happen yeah i, I yeah i, I knew I what was going feeling. down i i like there were so many things that if you're a star wars like fanboy, you knew who it was like the single x-wing kind of gives it away but like not 100 percent. and then you see the all black clothing so then you're like okay hold on i there's only one character i know that wears all black that's a, that's a jedi mm-hmm. I think the showed... I think the black glove was the biggest giveaway. That was the biggest giveaway. Um, the black glove, the all black clothing. Uh, you know, I never thought about, but I was talking about it with somebody. Was the uh, if you look closely, it's it's clearly Luke's hilt on the lightsaber. Like you can oh, see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, if you very, recognize I... like those lightsabers, like yeah, that. yeah, and I, I I usually do, but I wasn't looking for it. So I when I rewatched the episode, I was like, "Wow, like you could look clear as day, tell that this is Luke." I'm like, just why they they gave you so many hints, um, but it was still like insane to see him reveal himself. It, it's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so I I watched this with my with my parents, and from the moment the X one came in, I knew who it was going to be, but they didn't come to that realization until he actually takes his hood off and you see. Were you saying anything like while it was happening, or were you saying quiet? No, I was saying quiet. Are you are you kidding me? I would have. I think I would have murdered someone if someone. Yeah, I, I hate when people do that, that shit. Like, oh my god, bro, I think it's Luke. I said, like, yo, shut up, bro. Like, listen to the music and let's watch a fucking master. Fucking I would have. I would have. I know. I would have straight up murdered someone. I hate when people do that. Yeah. So when Luke goes ahead and he re- and he removes his hood and it reveals that Return of the Jedi era Luke. Like their jaws dropped to the floor. Like they had no idea what was going to happen, and I can imagine that that reaction is consistent with a lot of you know casual Mandalorian fans who don't read the news and the rumors like we do. So watching this completely blind, you know, as a casual, you know, you, you like Star Wars, you you really like the Mandalorian, you watch it every every Friday when it comes out, like my parents do. This is like a legitimately jaw dropping moment. Absolutely. This is like a moment where the world, where this world opens up into something much bigger because it was, it was pretty self contained up until maybe Ahsoka shows up. It was a pretty self contained story because I mean, Boba Fett, I mean, he's a Mandalorian. Well, we don't really know for sure, but it makes sense that he would be in it, you know, it being a show revolving around a bounty hunter and the profession. But this is when the show really starts to open up into the greater Star Wars universe and really show the potential that these storylines can go in in the future. Because now we have like we have like three plot threads. No, we have like four plot threads that could really go anywhere. Yeah, we have the Book of Boba be, Fett, yeah, which was a not, which was teased at the end of of the episode after the credits, which was phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that was that was a great little teaser. And I love how John Favreau said on this morning how he asked Disney not to present that at the 
at the um, investor meeting. Yeah, and we spoke about that actually in our investor meeting podcast. We mentioned, hey, there's no Boba Fett. Yeah, I there's mean, no Boba I, Fett. We just, I mean, I think we said like he'll probably be like a, a a regular in the you know the future seasons. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he he's getting his own show. It looks to be like like a sort of crime thriller kind of thing. Yeah, which I mean, I'm, it I'm sounds really like it's gonna for. be. I hope they don't paint him as a as a good guy though. I mean, anti hero maybe. Anti hero's fine. Anti hero maybe, but I definitely want to see him do some bad shit. You know. Yeah, I, I think he will. I think we'll get that. So, I mean, we have that that Boba Fett show or that that plot line coming up. We have that Ahsoka Tano and Thrawn show and that plot line coming in. We have Mando doing his own thing. And then we have the Luke and, and, and Grogu storyline, which I have no idea where that's going to end up because this is pre-Jedi Temple you know, revival Luke before Ben Solo and all that. Cause I see a lot of people on, on Twitter saying, Oh, I can't believe Ben Solo kills Grogu. We all know that that's not going to happen. We all no, know Ben Solo I mean, is not, not going to kill Grogu. Someone put like the, the timeline together. And I think they said, I, I could be wrong, like on the exact dates, but I'm pretty sure this episode takes place like 21 or 22 years before, um, force awakens or no, no, I'm sorry. Before the events, of the flashbacks and the last Jedi. So when we see Kylo Ren turn to the dark side, um, so they were like, by then, like, if you do your math correctly, like Yoda was a hundred years old and he was already a Jedi master. Um, so in 20 years, Grogu will be around 70 something years old. Yeah. He'll be like mid seventies. So he'll, he probably won't even be an apprentice anymore. He'll probably be a Jedi knight out by himself, like out, you know, traveling in the galaxy to himself it's kind of crazy to think i feel like that age thing is wrong like i feel like like that age thing just sort of feels wrong it does feel wrong because i, I it's one of those things that i think you can tell that they like kind of didn't really think it through like and I, i'm not going to say like that john favreau and dave filoni did i think they're doing the best that they can i think it was more george lucas um but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you could just make an argument like, you know, this is a different species and they kind of run differently than how we run. You get what I'm saying? Like, so it, at the end of the day, this is all fantasy. <laughs> like, I'm not going to think too hard about that. Yeah, I get you. I mean, it is a weird sort of situation that they kind of painted themselves to. It, the timeline doesn't really make sense age wise. But I mean, that's probably the least of my concerns because there's so much realistically that they can do. And they've really opened themselves up to about, what is it, like four shows that I think John Favreau said are going to run yeah, concurrently Mando, in the Boba, same timeline? Ahsoka, Rangers. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, in my opinion, if I, if I had to throw something out there, I'm, I'm thinking this all converges with the Thrawn sort of meeting. It has to yeah. be, right? Yeah, I was talking about it with a couple of friends. One friend thinks that the first order that we see and like and he also agrees with me where I think that they're going to try their best to disconnect from the sequel trilogy as much as they can, but they might have to connect it some like, you know, little things here and there. Um, but what he thinks is the first order will actually be like brought to life by Thrawn. And he'll be the first, um, like, leader of them. And that will have, like, the, these characters are going to, like, have some type of team up event. I mean, I think that's I think that's what we're going with, like, in the future. 
I think we're going to see some type of like Avengers style movie or show. Um, you could, you can honestly compare it to the Defenders, like in the Netflix uh, Marvel series. Um, that like ten people watched. <laughs> I I was one of those ten. Um, <laughs> I think they're definitely setting up like some type of team up event. Maybe they take down Thrawn and the like the rise of the First Order. And I mean, obviously, I guess we'll see that the First Order actually ends up living on. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's just a rumor, or that's that, not even a rumor. That's just a theory that we have. So, I, I mean, I don't know what you think about that theory, but I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, I that's kind of cool. I kind of want to see Thrawn doing his own thing, though. Maybe, like, having his own sort of criminal organization. I feel like, I don't know. I think Disney kind of wants to separate from the sequels a little bit. I think so, too. I think Disney, especially Favreau and uh, Filoni, I think they both realized, like, how shit the sequel trilogy really is i mean the force awakens is not bad last jedi is one of the most force awakens is, is okay yeah it's it's just a rehash of a new hope um yeah that's why it's, last it's, jedi it's okay. last jedi is extremely like controversial i mean like some people love it some people hate it i'm like in the middle now i used to like like it but now i'm like in the middle because i'm seeing everything in mandalorian come to life and Clone Wars and Rebels, and I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, I hate the sequel trilogy now. And then, obviously, I think, I think most fans don't like um, Rise of Skywalker. I, I've kind of come to that like conclusion. Like, I think I've maybe Rebels. only met a. I think I've only met one single person who has talked positively about the Rise of Skywalker. Dude, when we walked out of the movie, like it was. I don't. Did I see that with you or no? Wait, two people. Two people. My uncle just heard me, and he's waving at me. So two people. <laughs> um <laughs> when when we walked out of rise of skywalker like my brother a couple of of his friends that you know i i've grown up knowing obviously um they were all like yeah man it was good you know i like you, you grew up knowing your brother yeah <laughs> some people don't get that don't get that man yeah it's actually, yeah, yeah, actually like, be their brothers at like 30 years old yeah, um, actually i met you i met you at 24 yeah but i hate no you. Oh, that's shit. That's bullshit. I made it 22. Wow. And you're 24 now? Yeah. You're so old. I know. Quarter of my life already. I'm only 14. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like no, you're 14. I know. So, um, yeah. So when we walked out of the movie, like, and these are all diehard fans that we watched it with. And they're all like, yeah, man, I liked it. I liked it. It was fine. You know, like whatever whatever and i was like one of the like i was one of the couple people that walked out and i was like bro that movie was awful and like i knew and i think you agreed with me like the opening crawl of that movie no i never i never watched rise of skywalker with you no i know but i'm saying i think you and i like texted about it i was like i think i told you like bro like when you read the opening crawl you're gonna hate the movie oh yes i do yes i do remember receiving that message and, from you and i remember because i was like i was like damn really that bad huh yeah, and then you read like, then... the first three sentences. You're like, oh, okay, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, now I know. The first three sentences of that opening crawl really set you up for how awful it's going to be. Yes, exactly. They're, they're trying to do as much like damage control as they can. But like, I was like, bro, this is and then it, And then it really, it really does just get worse and worse. It does. Honestly, though, like, the, best thing, about that movie, the best thing about that movie was uh, seeing like Kylo Ren go like on a rage fucking like slaughtering people in the be like right in the beginning of the movie like remember i think he's on mustafar or something i think so yeah i think that's supposed to be mustafar 
Um, like Vader's castle or whatever. Yeah, like seeing Kylo Ren, like kind of just like doing all that shit but, um, and him getting the fucking little thing. Like that was all cool. But yeah, man, I mean, I know a lot of people just did not like that movie. Yeah, and I mean, I think Disney doesn't really like it either because if you look at all the investor stuff that they announced, there's what like ten different, ten, yeah, ten different shows and nothing in connection to the sequels. Yeah, I, I think, think the closest. I think it's thing... eleven different things. Like... Like I have Patty Jenkins' uh, uh, Squadrons show, and I think. after Mando. That's, that's what they the might huge... be mean by that or it could be you know right after rise of skywalker i think i think we're getting the idea that it's after rise of skywalker okay Um, wait for them because they have so power in Disneyland exclusively sequel trilogy well, stuff. I mean, you have Ray walking yeah, around. They said that The, the, the galaxy. One scene in particular, I can't remember what episode it was, where he lands on a planet, and I kind of thought it was that one. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been cool. I don't know how separate they want to keep. Yeah, I can't remember though. Because we just know what really... Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's. what i know it as i don't know the name you know in the same timeline which if you think about it it, it was always likely but it, now we actually really see it and i would love i, I text you about this as well i would love a, a scene between them where where luke you know does come out and tell ahsoka about anakin's redemption yeah I you think know someone made the emperor like a, and I, think, I don't know did you see it that comic strip that someone made no i didn't see the comic strip someone made a comic strip like they drew it hand drew it um it's what you said. It's it's Luke telling uh, Ahsoka about his redemption, and like she like breaks down on Luke because I think they, like she like they wrote it how like she like when she first sees him, she's like, "Wow, you look just like your father." Um, da da da, and then he tells her like, "Hey, like he came back to the light at the end, like you know what I mean? Like he Anakin returned," and she yeah. like breaks down and cries like in the comic strip, and I was like getting emotional. I'm like, "Damn, bro! Like if they did this in a show, like I would fucking break down." 
No, yeah. I, I think a lot of Star Wars, like diehard Star Wars fans, I think that, that's a really important scene for them. Because, I mean, we know of Ahsoka's connection with with Anakin uh, as evidence from the Clone Wars and, and Rebels and whatnot. So I think a moment like that, a moment of closure for her, I think is really important. I think we really need to see that to really close off her, her arc starting from Clone Wars being Anakin's Padawan, you know? Which we see in Rebels too, because I mean they fight, and that's when Ahsoka finds out that Vader is is actually Anakin. Yep. Because at that um, point it, it had just been rumors, but then she fucks him up and well, it kind of cuts open his. Yeah, I well the thing is is that if you remember, like in the second season, I believe, like right in the beginning of the second season, um, there Vader is chasing them like in a Tie Fighter or whatever, and he like makes a connection with her with the Force. And I think, like, she then starts to, like, realize, like, I think that's Anakin, but she it's not confirmed. You know what I mean? It was yeah. when they were at that Sith temple or whatever, when obviously, like you said, like, she, you know, breaks open his helmet and you can kind of see, like, his eyes and little, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what a great yeah, moment, by the way. Tell. Yeah, yeah then I, I, knew, I like, watched right that scene again, actually, the other day. It's a really good scene. I think it's Rebels fantastic. has some really under yeah. Rebels. I think Rebels as a whole is kind of it's OK. Dude, um, okay, someone, hold on. Someone said on, like, I was on a TikTok and I followed this Star Wars guy. I forgot his name. I want to give him credit. But he, um, he was like saying how he's like, he was like, oh, Rebels does a lot of things better than Clone Wars. And a lot of people in the comments were like, fuck no, you're crazy. You're wrong. Clone Wars shits on Rebels. And I'm like, hold on. Like, he's got a point. Like, but while both shows are great, like, they're both kind of different from each other. Like, I feel like Clone Wars takes itself more seriously. And Rebels is more lighthearted and more for kids, I guess you could say. Oh, 100%. You could definitely see it. But but, but there is it is true. Like, there's a lot of things that Rebels does a lot better than Clone Wars. But also, you can make that argument in Clone Wars with Rebels. Yeah, I think Rebels does. Have, I think the highs of Rebels are up there with the highs of Clone Wars. I think in particular that Ahsoka and Vader and Vader fight and that Obi-Wan yeah, and Darth I mean, Maul the fight. World between worlds I think those are yeah, yeah, I think those are are some of the greatest, you know, Star Wars moments ever up there with Order 66, uh, um, you know, Binary Sunset. You, I could go on and on. Uh, so I think Rebels shouldn't be overlooked. I don't think it's as strong as Clone Wars as a whole, but it definitely does offer a lot of really cool moments. Yeah. But um but I, I kind of want to wrap this up a bit just because we said it was going to be a, a quick episode. But I'm really impressed with how this season of Mando has gone and what they have really opened themselves up to. And I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes because you could definitely see them starting to take a bit of inspiration from Marvel, from the MCU, and opening up these story threads that are going to have to converge at a certain moment, you know? Uh, yeah, 100%. And, and if that's Thrawn then this is about to be some fucking insane shit. Oh, well, yeah, I agree. I just hope they do him justice. I think they will. Yeah, so uh, that's Mando Season 2, Episode 8. I believe it's the best episode of Mando, or maybe not the best, but it's definitely up there. Definitely the most hype and surprising If it's not the episode. best, it's top two, top three. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, definitely the most surprising and I think the most fulfilling and has a lot of really good, really cool moments. I think Pedro Pascal is, is it delivered a really good performance. Yeah, his like his helmet reveal or him uh, taking off his helmet and revealing himself to Grogu. 
I mean, that was only like two minutes, not even like a minute and a not half even. of acting. And bro, like that fucking hit me, dude. Like the first time I watched it, I was too in shock. That was I the first time Grogu Grogu has ever, had ever seen his face. Yeah. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was, I was still in shock about the Luke stuff. But the second time I watched it, dude, I, I literally like broke down for a second. I was like, bro, like this is sad. Like he's yeah. like saying bye to his son. Yeah, it really is that that relationship, the way it's developed throughout these 16 episodes has been really incredible to watch, I think. So and, well done. And that's why that's a, that's why I think Grogu eventually is going to be reunited with him. He yes. has to be. I don't think he stays with Luke for longer than a season. If Luke is even that involved. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. Which I think he will. And he'll definitely be recast at that point. But I mean, um, I don't think the, I don't think he needs to be recasted. I think that you can kind of keep him minor and do what you keep doing what you're doing. I, I like people want Sebastian Stan. I don't know. Like, why well, I think Sebastian Stan's a good actor. Like, do you think that he could bring justice to Luke? Yeah, absolutely. I think he he's, he would be my number one fan cast. He'd be my number one, too. But I, it's just like Mark Hamill is my Luke Skywalker. He's everybody's Luke Skywalker, I guess. But he looks close enough like that Return of the Jedi era. Yeah, Luke. I mean, I'd be happy with. I'd, I'd rather Sebastian Stan than almost anyone else, if I'm being no, honest. No, one hundred percent. So, yeah, that's Mando season two, episode eight, and Mando as a whole season two, much stronger than season one, in my opinion, much more ambitious, and I think that ambition really paid off. I think it paid off pretty well. So now, moving on, there are two things in particular that I want to talk about. Two things that I uh, was a really big fan of. Which, sorry if you hear that dog. That dog oh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say, like, I think he wants to get involved in the podcast. <laughs> like, that dog is a lot of shit. I don't be able to edit it out. <laughs> so, those two things in particular, one being an Amazon Prime original, the other one being an Apple TV original, surprisingly. Sound of Metal and Wolf Walkers. So Sound of Metal starring Riz Ahmed is an Amazon Prime original about a drummer who begins to lose his hearing and how it really fucks him up. Because something like that really fucks you up. Imagine being like an artist and, and having to lose your hands or like your, your eyesight or something like that. Or a podcaster and, it's a, and losing your voice. Yeah, right? That's, that, that'd be, that's rough. So I think it's a really incredible story of, of an artist coming to grips with how he has to deal with his passion and like him losing that, that passion of his and him having to find a way like to sort of work around it. And a story of love and, and dedication. And it really made me realize how much Amazon Prime really shits on Netflix in the original film department. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, uh, like, there's a lot of garbage that, that Netflix Netflix releases. makes good shows, though. Like, for the most part. I mean, yeah, but they cancel them. Yeah. I mean, they have shady like, things. They have Witcher. They have... Yeah, but but movie-wise, I mean... Yeah. What's the, no, what's Amazon, the best movie? Amazon, ha Amazon has has the movies. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, this movie is is, is devastating. Is it? Like losing, a, it's, it, like, losing a part of yourself and something that you put so much devotion to and 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 mm -hmm. losing that that happiness that you find in it and and how it affects not only yourself but people you love like the people around you that's that destroys you mentally 
it's it's rough, man. Like, and and I think this this film, Rizamed, does does a wonderful job of of portraying that and how it affects him, and 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 by an extension of that, those around him. He's a very good actor, man. Oh no, he's 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 a spectacular actor. He's 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 incredible, and I mean, the movie does a really good job of of how things of like of how it can all happen so quickly. I know there's a scene in particular in this movie where Rizamed's character is speaking to this to this hearing specialist, and you know the guy tells him he's like, "Dude, the majority of your hearing is fucked. Like you wow. are." You are going and to go deaf. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he's a young character. But the the part that that I th- that I think I love the most of this film. So the hearing specialist is telling him this. He's your hearing is fucked. You you know you, you're never going to be able to play again. And then the film is does a direct cut to him performing at a metal concert, like kind of like <laughs> almost like blankly, just smashing the shit out of those drums, man. Just fucking destroying them. And it's. I think it's interesting because it's how do you stop doing something that you love? How do you stop pursuing or how do you stop, you well, know, working in something that, that you love so much? How, does, how do you, you know, cut your life like that? Let me ask you, because obviously I haven't seen the movie is I'm just going to assume that he does this for a living in the movie. Yeah, he's on a, He's part of a metal band. OK, so. Yeah, I mean, shit, like, this is, like, you know, this is what you've grown up doing, you know what I mean? Like, this is what you've been aspiring to your entire life, and <laughs> to get that, like, like this is your this body's is, failing you, and it's gonna like, fail Like, to him, this is his, career. yeah, to him, this is his life, and it's almost, like, as if, like, you know, it's being unfairly, you know, taken from him, you know? Yeah, it's, that is fucking sad. Yeah, it, it, it's rough. It's it's a really, really good movie, though. It's really, it's incredibly done. I think the ending is is incredible. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's a downer of an ending, but it, it's definitely like a bit on the sadder side. It really makes you think. Yeah. Um, And it really shows the impact that something like this can have on a person. And again, around around um those he loves. So that's uh, Sound of Metal. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a Prime Video exclusive. Definitely go ahead and and, and watch it. Watch I highly, highly, yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and then I want to talk about Wolfwalkers really quickly because uh, I don't have a lot of time because my computer's dying. But I do want to talk about Wolfwalkers. It's an Apple TV exclusive. This movie is so. It's it's so delightful. That's the it's animated an anim- one. Yes, it's an animated film from I believe they're an Irish animation company. Um, I know they made Sound of the Sea, I believe it was called, um, and they have I believe one or two others. And this is a it's it's such a wonderful movie. Uh, it's it reminded me a lot of Over the Garden Wall, and it has that similar animation. Yeah, it has a similar animation style, like a hand drawn two um, D animation. Uh, with really unique colors and and uh, like a really unique color palette and and character designs, um, and it reminded me a lot of a Studio Ghibli film, especially Princess Mononoke and its subject matter and the way it deals with characters and their connection to nature. I don't yeah. really want to get too into what this movie is about. Um, essentially, it's about a young girl and her father and their connection. They're different connections 
with nature. So the film revolves around this girl befriending another young girl who basically commands a pack of wolves. To put it in like the least confusing terms. Gotcha. Which is it, it's not too confusing when you watch the film, but basically she runs with a pack of wolves. Um in which the townspeople want to eradicate said wolves and eradicate said forest so they can continue to to pasteurize and increase, you know, like build upon their town some more. So you can definitely see where the that that man versus not a man versus nature, that's a bad analogy, but where that man's connection to nature um theme is really, really prevalent. It's really strong in that. Um, and especially the theme of colonization. You know, for a kids' movie, it it's really heavy-handed on the English colonization of of Ireland. And I mean, this is an Irish animation studio, but I didn't expect such a mainstream film to be so direct about it. And I think that's one of the strengths of the movie. They really do not hold back on on that message and how hey like you know you're not only coming over here and taking our our lot our you know our culture and 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 whatnot you're taking our lives and our livelihood and i think the film does a really good job of of portraying that um the movie is really sweet it's really it's kind of it's it's funny i mean sean bean is in it it's (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was kind of surprised. I heard his name, I heard his voice, and I was like, "This kind of sounds like Boromir." And then I looked it up, and yeah, and and it was Sean Bean. He's the only actor or an actress that I that I recognize. But everyone did a great job. It's superbly animated. It looks really fluid. It looks really unique. It definitely has a unique animation style that really piqued my interest. But for a kids' movie, I can definitely see kids getting bored with it. I think for, I think it's, it's, it's a, it is aimed for kids though. Yeah, it's definitely aimed at kids, but I can see kids getting kind of bored and adults really enjoying it. So I mean, it's it's weird. I, I mean, I mean, not that I care. I mean, I loved it regardless. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's definitely not like it has childish moments, but it definitely isn't a childish movie if that makes sense you know what i'm saying yeah um this is on apple or yeah on apple tv plus yeah it's 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 an apple tv exclusive dude i mean apple and, tv has been kind of like releasing things that are pretty good that no one's talking about yeah, i know there was I mean, that one show with chris evans that i haven't watched but i do want to get to um defending jacob i think is the name yeah i heard he was really good in that I heard he was really good in that one show that I, I I'm not sure if I've talked about it on the podcast before uh, from Apple TV is the Ted Lasso show. I mm-hmm. fucking. Oh, yeah. You told show. me you, you told me that that show was really good. I need, I need Dude, to, to watch. I, I told uh, our friend Josh about it. He watched it in one day. I told our friend Blake about it. He watched it in one day. I had my I need to watch in Tennessee. I told my parents. I'm like, yo, like I want you guys to watch it. Like, check out this show. And the show is like, for those of you that don't know, I'll give a really quick synopsis. But college football coach turned into a soccer coach and it has a lot of charm to it. I showed my parents, my parents a show and they fucking absolutely loved it. 
So I, I highly recommend it. I mean, I think Apple TV is putting out some fucking good content. And I think going forward, they're going to be putting, putting out some weird, like ridiculously good stuff. Hmm. Interesting. I definitely got to give it a watch. I, I heard it's really good. Um, but yeah, Apple TV, definitely, definitely keep an eye on them. And definitely, I, I really recommend you watch Wolfwalkers. I think you would like it. I think you would really enjoy it. I definitely think it's going to finish in my top three of the year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I think if not for Soul, I think this is a lock to win Best Animated Feature uh, okay. at the Oscars. Okay. I Yeah, I really recommend this movie. Um, I think this and Sound of Metal might honestly be competing for my number one film of the year, if I'm being honest. Unless Soul or Wonder Woman or whatever I watch in these coming no, days Sonic. before we record that episode, like, blow me out of the water. I think these will probably be my one and two. Gotcha. Little spoiler alert for that episode. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely give this a watch. Definitely give Sound of Metal a watch. Um, and I think that really, I mean, wraps it up. I know we wanted to just do a quick episode to talk about Mando. And I kind of want to just talk about these two things and, and show them some love because I think they get overlooked otherwise. And I think that's kind of unfair because these are two really great movies that I think everyone should experience, especially Sound of Metal. I mean, two completely different you know films but films that i think are 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 important or really well really well constructed so definitely give those two a watch um keep an eye out we're definitely going to be releasing a top 10 of the year or after christmas like i said once we watch wonder woman and and soul those are the two main films that have yet to be released that we want to give a watch and and give them an opportunity to to represent themselves in our lists, which carry a lot of prestige in the film world. I have a lot of directors, uh, producers, actors who text me like, hey, uh, make sure we're on your list, or what can we do to be on your list? Uh, I know you've gotten a couple messages like that too, right? I mean, I, mean, I know John Favreau and Dave Filoni definitely wanted to be on today's episode, but I, he was on Good Morning America. We kind of let him you know, go on that. Let's yeah, he was kind of tired. He was kind of tired. He wanted some rest. But uh, definitely keep an eye out on that. That's going to be coming in the maybe in the next week or so. So yeah, stay tuned and take care. Bye.